from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. The state decides not even to hear a proposal based on your fundamental right to grow plants. In Tacoma, some volunteers uh, chafe at this toothless police oversight role. Toothless indeed, I say. Much like that. What's that movie with the dragons? Was that one? Oh, uh, oh, how to how to train your dragon, right? Yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. This is bad writing from KUOW. I said it. <laughs> I was thinking of the Bumble. As, I think toothless. I go Bumble. I go old school. UW's Burke Museum is working with Native tribes to repatriate my artifacts. I can't believe they're just giving those away. But before we get to all of that. Uh, that thing that James Lynch was covering about those protesters at that news conference yeah. at the World Trade Center, I just I understand that people need a cause. I understand that people need to have something to be aligned with, that they mm-hmm. need to have something that makes them feel good. But some people volunteer their time reading to the blind or to the elderly. You yeah, know what I mean? Some people, they walk foster dogs, and yeah, it's enriching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people teach volunteer to teach special needs children or they volunteer at the Paralympics. Right. And some people yell about terrorists who want to kill Jews and then get all cry bully when they get arrested for being aggressively, uh, I don't know, what, whatever you want to call it with regular civilians. Hey, everybody's got to have a cause. I get it. Sure. I got a cause. I, I spend my time putting on uh, <laughs> sparkly makeup and reading to school kids in libraries. <laughs> you know? Everybody helps the community in any way they can. I get it. But th- this is like a weird, this is misplaced re- outrage. This is misplaced justification. These people who engage in this kind of activity when you have to go and protest, whether you're blocking I-5 northbound yeah, or I felt this weekend. interrupting the, what was it, the tree lighting ceremony? That the, oh, the, the, oh, that's right. At the, at the Westlake Center. They, they didn't just interrupt it. They ended it. Right. I'm saying that there's a lot of, there's a lot more stuff you can do with your time that's probably better use and probably makes you feel better. So you're not then crying at the WTC saying the police were mean to us because that's cry bully nonsense, right? Well, you know, I'd like to know the details because if I'm hearing if I'm hearing James correctly, if there's accusations that the police punctured tires of cars, good, they deserved it. I I don't know, man. They deserved every 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 stank uh, stank in the tire they got there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I hope they got all four. I hope they got (laughs) and the open the trunk and got the spare too. Yeah, I hope they went around and went. You're a thorough man, Jackson. That's what I think. But, again, everybody needs a cause. Something that I was reading about today, we had to cross-reference this because I I couldn't find – no one else is writing about this, which I find to be very surprising. Okay. That I had to go to marijuanamoment.net in order to read about your rights being taken away from you. Now, you don't have that one bookmarked? <laughs> it's not in your fast reference No, keys? I don't often. You know, I have this thing called self-respect, so Attaboy. I never go to marijuanamoment.net. But I saw this headline in the Seattle subreddit, and it said, Washington State Marijuana Home Grow Proposal Dies in House Committee watered it. without getting a vote. And it says adults in Washington State who grow marijuana at home will continue to face the threat of felony charges for at least another year following a House Committee's failure to advance a cannabis homegrown bill ahead of a legislation deadline this week. HB 2194 was not called for a vote into the House Appropriations Committee. Why? Why? Eh, we just don't really want to vote. This is what's crazy to me. 
this is why everyone's like, oh, Jack, why are you so anti-government? Why are you so crazy? Why do you hate government so much in all of its various forms? It's not you. That, yes, it is. Most certainly me. You're anti-bad God, government. I, I like how like I ramp up to something <laughs> and Spike sorry, it just sorry. goes like, I'm like, this is the way I feel about something. And Spike goes, no, you no, don't. No, you don't. no, that's not that's it. Not it's like, it's like, it's sorry, like buddy. I don't know, Spike, you ever take an improv class? You ever just <laughs> ever think to yourself, yep. I'm just going to let this person Go ahead, say what they want to say. Okay, so and now my now my you're, rhythm, an, you're not anti-government. Are you anti-government? No, what I'm saying is, guy, is that is that the idea that a group of random people out there can determine whether or not I can grow a plant in my backyard or not? That is, I think, something that everybody should find to be obscene. I'm with and you. And the fact that this wasn't even put forward to be voted on, right? Now, I don't personally smoke any marijuana whatsoever. I go crazy when I smoke marijuana, so I stay away from it. But it's a plant. People use it for all kinds of things other than just growing the actual flowers. Uh, people, you can use hemp for all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can use the oils for all kinds of stuff. I just don't understand why we have this bizarre bureaucratic process that gets in the way. If you want to grow tomato plants in your backyard, nobody bats an eye. The second you want to grow a uh, little Cheech and Chong in your backyard, all of a sudden it's got to go to subcommittee and then committee. It's got to be HB2194, whatever it might be. It's exceptionally annoying, especially since this is a Class C felony, five years in prison and $10,000 in fines. This is why I, I am so adamantly against this kind of government, right? This kind of overreach. Yeah, and I, and I would apologize for derailing you because that's my, my understanding of you. Let's talk about me. Is you're, you're against <laughs> bad government. This is bad government. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you form. there. You, you, I, don't, I don't want anybody to ever say you're against government. You're not one of those anarchist kind of guys. Oh, well, in my heart of hearts, yes, I am. Absolutely. I 100%. So uh, I, I think everybody should be able to, as you mentioned, uh, be, enjoy their own personal liberties. Mm-hmm. Be who they want to be. Right. Exactly. It's about money. It's about buying it from the state. It's about the state getting their, their percentage. That's why they don't want us to grow fun pot at home. You can still grow <laughs> medical pot at home. You can. Right? Yes, you can. Uh, and, you, and you can still grow recreational, I say fun pot, recreational pot at home, but you're subject to a felony, a Class C felony. Right. And, and the, they won't even get it to the committee? What? Did they forget about it? Was the bill just absentmindedly forgotten? No, no. I, I, it's just that they decided that they weren't going to, they just weren't going to vote on it, right? They weren't even going to approach the idea of it, right? Which is just so annoying because the marijuana home cultivation measure passed out of a separate House committee last month. And then, uh, but lawmakers on both sides of the aisle said that they were wary of the change. Why? Why? You know what I mean? This is the kind of thing where I, I think, did I ever tell a story about my neighbor? Wanted to put a fence around his property. Guy, no. guy moves in, buys an old house. He's gonna. It's kind of like a neighborhood blight house. He wants to fix it up. No, you want those kind of investments, right? Yeah. So, and he wants to live there, and he wants to, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, pave the backyard, put nice natural trees back yes. there. Raise probably plants. everybody in the area. So he wants to put a fence up. And what he's got to do if he wants to put a fence up is first he got to call the county commissioner, and then he's got to have an assessor come out to determine whether or not he can put the fence in the ground. And then he's got to get a permit for the fence. And then he's got to make sure that the people who are bidding to do the job are licensed to do so in the county. I mean, this is madness for a guy who says, I bought Pennywise's house. I want to make it livable for children. Please allow me to do so. And what he's got to jump through so many hoops. It's the same thing that I see going on with it. It's not about the marijuana itself. No. It's about everything else around it, that it's a commit, a subcommittee and then another committee. And then we vote on it. And then it's yays and nays all over an innocuous plant that means nothing. That is the at its face is ridiculous. At its very core is ridiculous. Well, I said it was about the money because you know the kind of money the state's bringing in? All kinds. All kinds. Great, yeah. So if you can let folks grow their own at home, that's going to hit the state in the coffers. 
So you got to kind of look out and protect well, that, but right? The, it would be what I think it would be like four maximum. You could four grow, maximum I mean, there plants was, per per adult, right? Maximum of ten in a household, right? So I mean, there you. I mean, that's really not that. A single plant is really not that much. For I'm not going to keep my habit happy. Right. <laughs> I'm still going to the state store. All right, so Spike, what's going on with this toothless police oversight role? Right, so it's going down on Tacoma. Basically, there is this idea after what happened to Manny Ellis that yes. there's going to be an oversight position where somebody gets to review cases where things go bad with cops why are people upset about this because it's it's the police watching themselves again right it's not an outside observance or an outside monitor to regulate police actions and police involvement with the community Mm -hmm. the police policing themselves never turns out well every time we see excessive or failure to hold officers accountable it's because it was an internal investigation and it was handled internally and we were watching out for ourselves you can't have it same thing bowen's going through you can't be accountable to yourself and expect to be accountable to the community. You've got to have outside observers watching the police department to make sure they are interacting with the community in a responsible, thoughtful, respectful way. But you don't. So what you're saying is that because they want to hire somebody who has experience in the field of policing, that that's police policing themselves. I think. I think it is. I, I, yeah, I, think, I think it is. Okay. Do you know? Do you ever hear about the argument that people make against Dominion voting systems? You ever hear about that? Well, not no. I know the about the, the, uh, about the audits that they did in the 2020 election. Oh, there were, oh, the, oh, yes, I know well about that. So the firm that they hired to do the audits on the Dominion voting machines that everybody was so up in arms about, everybody's losing their minds. No, I say, see where you're going. They kept here. saying the election with his Dominion voting systems. Mike Lindell said it was cyber people, cybermen who were getting into the machines. It was the ghost of Hugo Chavez. And Dominion Voting said, actually, we've been audited by this third party that has audited us for a very long time, and they didn't find any discrepancies. Right. And that company had been doing business with Dominion since 2017, I believe. Mm -hmm. And people said, aha, collusion. It was exactly the same argument that you're making now, which was, oh, so they're policing themselves. Not really. Well, they, they had experts policing them, and I see your point. Do you see they're, what I'm they're, saying They're here? bringing in former law enforcement. But who better to police police than police would be my thought about it, right? Who better to, to fact-check Dominion voting systems than an auditing company that works with election systems, now that right? Is, that is based in logic, a yes. thousand percent. Yes. But I guess, I guess to, to kind of protect my point of view on this, uh-huh. if it's an outside, not involved with the, with the Pierce County Sheriff's or Tacoma Police Department, okay. that has policing experience. That has actual practicality in their in their judgments of what should and shouldn't be used, and then then I'm with you. Then having having ex law enforcement experience on the monitors is a must. That's right, because you can't get I don't know a woman that used to work at a daycare who comes in and then she says, okay, so when do they take nap time? No, you know I, what I mean? I, I, it's, someone it's, who doesn't understand the needs of police. You can't to, get yep, you can't true. get a guy who's been baking cinnabuns all for the last twenty years to come in and say like, okay, so. Uh, a use of force. How exactly? <laughs> a baker's dozen, four hundred fifty degrees. It so was thirteen officers. Uh, that's what that's I'm just. Saying, I'm just saying you need a cop. Uh, that's to, good. That's a good point. And I'll give you another example. And I'll use the election because I've been doing a lot of research into election fraud recently because uh, I'm desperately lonely and need more friends. There is, in <laughs> looking into that. <laughs> The when they had external auditors come in, the cyber ninjas and all these crazy right. groups, those guys had no experience and they didn't even understand the coding that was used within right. Dominion voting. So, right. like, you obviously you need somebody who understands the system to police the system. Otherwise, 
what is it going to be? When I when I read this about people in Tacoma saying, oh, well, this is toothless or whatever it is, these people are upset because it's not some random person from within the community who knows nothing about law, who knows nothing about use of force, who probably doesn't even know how to do a, a basic judo takedown like everybody else in the right. police force. And like, who do they want? They, do they? I don't. Do they want the former manager of A and W to come in? And it's it's ludicrous on its face for people to say, "Well, we want someone from the community." Who N- name them, and we'll look at their. Qu- I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You Although you have at- had ample interaction with the police department, right? And from I can, the receiving end, right? My single note would be, "Hey, you know, when you guys put the cuffs on and someone's got dainty wrists like mine, it can hurt a little bit." So maybe you guys should maybe watch that a little. That would be all of my advice, right? Good, good advice, though. All right. So uh, UW's Burke Museum is working with Native tribes to repatriate indigenous artifacts. This upsets me to no end. Why? Because the, this is Joe Biden, the deep state, coming in and taking artifacts that belong to Americans <laughs> and giving them back to Native Americans. And I won't stand for it. I said it, Spike. <laughs> okay. I said it. We Fair t- and square. We took those things... A hundred years ago, we stole them fair and square, and now they want no no takesies backsies. You understand what I'm saying? Finders keepers, as that one guy on Maui said when he stole that bike from that other guy. Finders keepers. That's <laughs> what he said to me. I, I, I am kind of, I am all for giving back to the communities that which was stolen from them. And I am as well. All the way from Egypt, good. you know, whether it's African-American or African, actually, artifacts brought to this country. But I think there's something to museums having displays that are... Um, informative, educational, respectful. No, they can take celebrate. pictures. They can take pictures. And just have pictures of masks on the walls. Yeah. Is good enough. Oh yeah, 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 really? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you know, there's a there's a mummy at the Stanford Museum, and that I think that people forget that that's a human being. It's a real mummy in there. It's a real body, and they have it sealed in a like a lucite case, and it just sits in the middle of this museum. When it's supposed to be, you know, a body at rest. And for some reason in the Christian world, we say, oh, well, we, we want them to rest in peace, right? We don't want them to be on display in these, like, gaudy, you know, formations of, of idol worship. But then when it's somebody from 3,500 years ago, we say, yeah, that'll be cool for the kids to <laughs> look at. Especially from the other side of the world. Yeah, just go ahead and put them in a little, put them in a glass box and we'll make it climate controlled. We'll put a sign up for all the tourists. Please don't touch the glass. And then we'll leave. I mean, Laura, you You're understand. forgetting about the relics of saints. Uh, Catholics are a little bit weird about body parts. Okay, I got in trouble for talking about Catholics last week. If we start going down this rabbit hole again, I'm going to get in trouble again. All right, well, I'll- <laughs> I'm going to get in fair, trouble again. Did I tell you about the city in the Seven Hills? Did we talk about that yet? Uh oh, can't talk about it. I'm going to get in trouble again if I say anything. So, so let me ask you this: so, giving back these artifacts. The Native American it's, nations. It's what should be done. As I say this as somebody, my first degree is in anthropology, and the amount of crime that has occurred under the banner of anthropology is so pronounced that it makes me embarrassed to have a degree in anthropology. It's basically the most crooked, backward science I have ever been involved with. And if you look up people like Napoleon Chagnon as an example, and you look what he did to the Yanomami people, or you look up any of the history that we've had over the last hundred some odd years of anthropology, you would see that it's basically like a legitimate form of Ocean's Eleven that's been going on for the last hundred years where they go into these sacred sites and say, oh, this is ours now. This is shiny and cool. This It belongs in a museum, right? No, it doesn't. It belongs to the people for them to own, and if they want to put it in a museum, that's totally that's acceptable. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. If, now, can we then reach out to these Native American nations? 
and say, you provide a, a piece that the rest of the world can see, can come. Because you don't want to have to go to Cheyenne, Wyoming or somewhere nowhere, Oklahoma, to see the, the beauty and the history of Native American Wait, tribes. is that where they belong? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where they took them yeah, from. Then, yeah, then they should go back there. So you wouldn't want to put them where the tourists are in New York City or no. in San Francisco no. or in Los... No. no, no. I mean, I think that if the tribal groups want to keep them wherever they want to keep them, that's theirs for their... It, Spike, it would be similar, like, let's say that an anthropologist broke into my, my home mm-hmm. and they take my guitars and my expensive things <laughs> and my table that we my, want to share them with the world and then they say we want to share them with everybody else and then i go but those are mine and then they say well don't worry about it you can always come look at them and visit them and i say well where are you going to put them and they say we're going to put them in new york why you don't you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I see your point it's a you, really man. bizarre you know it's theirs it belongs to them i think that it should go back to them in the same way that i always felt like you know the confederate statues that they tore down sure we just got to find some Confederates who want those statues. And give them back. <laughs> and give them back. <laughs> well, I bet there'd be some takers. We'll just drop them off in the trailer park for I you. I bet there'd be some takers. Just just drop those statues right <laughs> off in your trailer park. And you can have it be like, you know how some people have pink flamingos? In their right? front yard. You can have your Stonewall Jackson you right in front of your fifth wheel. And won't it be so special? Hey, the Super Bowl was yesterday. I went over to Spike's house and I watched it. Or I didn't really watch it because I was trying to make a deal on a guitar. But I watched some of it, and I saw Spike watching it. And so we shall discuss at great length what happened at the Super Bowl. And also how incredibly weird people got with the conspiracy theories. Every time I turn on the TV, it's a conspiracy. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. is a thing that people play and pay attention to and there was some game yesterday i was busy trying to purchase a guitar on the internet actually a bass guitar andrew did you know that that i the entirety of the super bowl i was not i was trying to cut a deal with a guy in florida that does sound like you jack that's I, me I, it that's was you. it was a thing to behold that's really beautiful and, scene and then every so often in between uh, going back and forth with this guy i looked up at spike's big big screen tv and i saw football and I was just woefully unimpressed because it was about 15 to 30 seconds of football and then ads and then maybe 15 or 30 seconds of football and then ads. And it was just ad after ad after ad. And also the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill wants to hear some ads, but she doesn't want to hear other ads. So I want you to imagine that every so often an ad pops up and Mrs. O'Neill makes a noise Almost like a dog is going to the bathroom in the living room, like, ah, and then she hits mute. And so what you don't actually get to hear the ad, but then she sees the celebrity in the ad that she wants to hear. So she sees Jeff Goldblum and she goes, oh, unmutes. He speaks. Remute. So that was my two and a half to three hour I'm experience. So sorry, I didn't realize it was so house. traumatic. The metric sounds good. No, it's like you're misreading this. It was amazing. Oh, dude, thank it was you. like a piece of performance art that was like, amazing for me because I never knew one what the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill was going to want to hear and what she didn't want to hear. Right. And then I also didn't know 
uh, how strongly she felt about uh, ads about menopause or ads about Ozempic. Right. She sure. was so she was like a Doc Holiday on. She's the fastest <laughs> thumb in the West on that one. She curses in Latin. Do it so. Cute. Yeah, she's like uh, in vino veritas. <laughs> so she's spinning a twirling a cup in her finger. So uh, the cringiest part to me, Spike, was uh, this part. I saw this after you dropped me off at my house. Okay. I saw this clip of Travis Kelsey screaming when they won because the Chiefs won the football game. Spoiler alert, everybody. Chiefs won. <laughs> they didn't have a watch it yet. <laughs> Chiefs won. Uh, can you play? Because he, he sounds like he's... This is this is the sound of a man who's going insane, right? This is what he sounded like. How about a little Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las so that, was, that wasn't the worst. Either. That's what some people hear right before they're beheaded in the <laughs> desert in Henderson, Nevada. Like right before the chainsaw comes uh-huh. right through your spinal column. That's what you hear is you hear a man in overalls singing Viva Las Vegas by Elvis Presley <laughs> as he cuts you in half. And Travis Kelsey decided to do that. And it was so um, it was so unbelievably awkward. It was kind of the Howard Dean moment of football, right? We're going to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, it, it got worse because afterward, uh, the, the announcer, it was Jim Nance or whoever the announcer was. Kelsey got some audio play because he yelled, you got to fight for your right to party. I think it was last year before or one, during the playoff run. He's he saying that in public. Okay. So um, a- after we have that debacle of the, the butchery of Viva Las Vegas and mm-hmm. Elvis's ghost withering in the sun in the desert, right. you get Nance prompting him to sing, uh, you got to fight for your right to party. Oh, no. Yeah. But, no. but but I, w- I want to take a moment to first off to thank you for coming and apologize to Laura because now she thinks she got snubbed at the- uh, Did I not get snubbed? Jack, you, you, no, you did not get snubbed. And let me tell you why. Let me, let me backpill out of this like a Seahawks secondary. So I wasn't going to have any kind of a Super Bowl party at all. I was, I was doing nothing this year. I was, I was looking for a real quiet day in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Nobody doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought about it for a while, and I'm, I know how much you disdain sport. And Do I? Thought I? Of, that's what disdain I've heard. Disdain sports? Or, Who would have heard of I, I didn't thought it would know be that. fun <laughs> to bring Jack over, right, and, and watch the game with him and kind of, you know, get, get to teach him a little bit about the game and maybe so I could kindling a, an interest in you in America's beloved pastime of pro football. Mm-hmm. It's a ratings juggernaut. Sure. It's clearly America's sport. Um, and then when it when word got out to the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill and her, I'll say, book club in air quotes because they haven't read a book yet, um, that you were coming over, mm-hmm. the, the the gray wolf pack were lobbying for positions to come to our house to meet you. Mm-hmm. And I had to limit seating because, mm-hmm. as you noticed yesterday, we don't have, we've got a big house but not a lot of chairs in front of the TV. Right. How many people wanted to meet? Because I don't really like meeting people. It was at least seven or eight of the, of, wow. of, 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 of the book club were wanting to meet because you've achieved – Almost a legendary status among the book club. I must have been such a disappointment to those people. Just me, just not paying attention to anybody on my phone trying to buy this guitar that I wanted. No, for no, three no, hours. no, no. You were actually very well received by the two that won top honors, attendance honors. And I couldn't even invite my daughter and her and her, and her future husband over because mm-hmm. I didn't have seating. Right. Because the because the Gray Wolf Pack wanted wanted representation. So Laura, I didn't have room to invite you. I would have invited you. And let me just say, I invited one of the single moms of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to, I thought it'd be cute for a single mom to be teaching Jack the rules of football, but all she wanted to talk about was the thirteen conspiracy. 
Ooh. Oh, with we Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah, which is funny because I was like half listening because she was trying to get my attention because this was like her big bid to get my attention. And I, so I'm, <laughs> she's talking about the number 13 in Taylor Swift about how it's her favorite number and how if you add this number and that number. Super Bowl and, 58, 5 plus 8 was 13. Right, exactly. So she's going down the line of this whole thing. And the whole time I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, I'm typing to this guy in Florida. I am not paying for shipping. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? <laughs> I will say this about the Super Bowl: there, there, there is no football in the Super Bowl. It's there is nothing about that entire experience has anything. The football is the afterthought to everything else around the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So it, it's primarily ads. I saw more coming up on the halftime show. I think than I saw of actual football for ninety minutes. That's fair. And then the actual football is so boring because it's so it's play, stop, play, stop, play, stop. That it's like you kind of just it's like a weird fever dream where you're like floating in and out of different realities where in one reality, it's the most important day of these young men's lives. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. in another fever dream, Ben Affleck is trying to sell Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> and then in another fever dream, you've got menopause. And then in another fever another dream... Another fever dream, Martha Stewart's waving at you, and you're like, why is she there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why did she get seated next to Taylor Swift? So it was, to me, in watching that, I was... I was over it was sensory overload and i actually said out loud do you remember when i I said i i don't watch cable i don't understand how you guys can do it and then you guys all turned to me like the borg and you all said in unison with dead eyes you all said we love cable it's normal (laughs) to watch cable you don't remember that i don't remember doing that yeah you guys blacked out yeah and then mario lopez came out of nowhere and he was like you don't like cable jack stein and i was like i like cable i hey i like cable you guys and he was like okay good and then he just receded into the back and the fog retreated the fog retreated because the ladies and i are like oh that's cool that's that's a commercial about a tv show that's talking about blah 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 and jack's like i don't know what any of this yeah, I, I had no, no idea. Point. Like, the, like they were like, "Oh yeah, that show Ghosts is so funny." And, and they I, were watching the movie Ghosts. And, that's why it's funny, right? And I was like, huh? I, "I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, this is hyper reality. This is hyper consumerist reality. This is literally what I saw on that screen was everything that I hate about contemporary society wrapped up into like 90 minutes, and yet." The truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill was there as my guardian. Mute. You're done. <laughs> Not listening to you, Ben Affleck. It was amazing. It was, uh, it was Rachel's great having you over. We well, love thank you. you. I, really it was do. a very good time. And also, you know, Spike's kid is always super sweet to me whenever I'm over there. And their girlfriend is always super sweet to me as well. So we talked about graphic design, which was cool. And I got to give some, give some worldly wisdom about the world of graphic design. It was cool. And she really has your back with regards to me. So, yeah, sometimes you got to just let my dad go. <laughs> He's just, he just needs to say stuff nobody cares about. But just, it's kind of you, Jack, to just let him keep going. All right. So there's a superintendent locally who's been placed on leave after a video appears to show her stealing campaign signs. Which is interesting because if I had anything to do on a Saturday night at 3 o'clock in the morning, it wouldn't be driving up to my neighbor's front yard and saying, I don't want you to vote for this person. And taking <laughs> it's, it's, people are, Everyone needs a hobby. That's my takeaway from this story. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. Take down somebody else's election signs. You ever just walk around and say to yourself, I hate that person so much that I'm going to take down the signs that people put in their yard. You remember this was a big deal during the Trump 
Trump uh, 2016 election. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was on both sides. Yeah, it was both sides, embarrassing r- enough. Ripping yep. up Hillary Clinton signs, ripping up MAGA signs. The superintendent of the North Kitsap School District is on paid administrative leave after video surfaced of her allegedly, allegedly stealing campaign signs. That's right. Superintendent Lauren Evans is under investigation after she was accused of taking the signs, opposing a school board measure, uh, appealing on the special election ballot next week. Now, mayhap, why would somebody do this? Because they don't have any hobbies. Hobbies are important, Spike. (laughs) Hobbies keep a mind occupied. You yeah. Know, you know, like my mom, my mom works with horses all day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's yeah. what she does. She loves working with horses. She goes out there. They prance. She feeds them. They need to take their ivermectin because they've got COVID. They, uh, excuse me, worms. Pardon me. <laughs> they, it's an easy mistake to make. Easy mistake to <laughs> Easy mistake to make. And so she shoes them and they, yeah. and they prance. And just, does my mom... Run around stealing election signs. No, she's not a midnight vandal. Not a midnight no. vandal, right? She's she has things that she loves: oiling yeah. her saddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Preparing the the bridle for the the horses. She's she taking the horse hair and and making little trinkets out of it to give to the little kids who come nice. in. She's a lovely, lovely woman who worthwhile activity. Yeah, is she going around stealing campaign signs out of the ground? No, because hobbies keep people sane. Do you know why dads make boats inside of little jars inside of bottles? Met, like the uh, ship in a bottle. Yeah, face? you know why they do that? No, because if they didn't do that, they would kill their family. <laughs> This is a true story. If they, they, you need hobbies in order to maintain sanity. <laughs> it's the only thing saving it's civilization. A, it's the only thing that's wow. saving civilization it's is deep. a hobby. This is why I bought a bass yesterday and I bought an audio interface so that I could have a different hobby. I need to add another hobby into my life because my ex-wife called me and she said she needed more money. Surprise <laughs> of surprises. So rather than getting on a plane... And going and ending her life. No, 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 no. <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. We're speaking metaphorically. Oh. Just kidding. No, but the reason I got the base was because I thought to myself, I need another stress relief mechanism. No, that's solid. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. So when you don't have a solid stress relief mechanism, you you have to find one. And that's what I'm saying about this poor woman, Lauren Evans, is that she probably is so worked up over, over this measure yeah. that she's not thinking clearly and she's not thinking about making doilies or she's not thinking about making soaps for the craft fair. You see the way she stopped that sign in the video? I don't uh, think she'll oh. have the patience for a doily. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe back the bond signs. Right. Maybe make them at a, at a macrame or, or, or macaroni even, whatever it is. Right. So I think that this is one of the most things that a lot of people and video games is not really a hobby. Right. You you have to be creating something. You have to be investing your time into something. I'm talking to your boyfriend, by the way. I'm talking to Fernando out there with his video game addiction. You know what I'm talking about, Laura, right? What video game addiction? He's got a terrible video. Just play you along with this. The, just play <laughs> along with you. Oh, it's it's Case kept it's, her from it. Oh, he's kept it from you. Oh my goodness! You don't know that he's been. I didn't know this. He's got oh, a horrible addiction. It's uncomfortable. This is a true story, yeah, Fernando. You're telling me now for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> So, but this is my ultimate psychological analysis of this. I mean, you can, we can make it a Democrat Republican thing, blah, blah, blah. That's all boring. What I think this is really is, is just somebody who doesn't have, she's got way too much free time and idle hands is the devil's playground. And I love how you're solution oriented in this scenario. Yes. You're not saying, I mean, you're not saying, look, somebody who, uh, who asks to lead children to be the superintendent of a school district should set an example worthy of the position she seeks and holds. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's not about that. It's about making sure she's got something to do with her time. So she doesn't resort to this midnight vandalism. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, Putin interviewed by Tucker Carlson? Not really. It wasn't really an interview. I watched it. Did, mm. it, did you watch it, Spike? I, I thought I was watching softball practice. I, I swear to God. I, I thought I was watching uh, Putin talking to a broken <laughs> propagandist who really has no reason to be in Russia whatsoever. That's what I thought. And also, everyone's upset about Joe Biden tweeting. That's a first. And Donald Trump is eclipsing Nikki Haley in Super Tuesday elections by a huge margin. She should likely give a tip of the hat. Thank you all so much. We'll talk about that when we get back right after this.